Welcome to the University of Wyoming Today. On this program, you'll hear about what's making the news and about the people and events at UW. You'll also learn about some of the leading research that's taking place at one of the region's top universities. And now, here's today's edition of the University of Wyoming Today. Hi, Jim Kearns with you. Today we'll be hearing about a program that for more than 30 years has been attracting world-class performers to Wyoming. We'll also hear about what's going on with the MBA degree these days. But first, let's take a look at one of the world's most significant archaeological sites that's right here in northeastern Wyoming. When the Wyoming Highway Department was planning the route for Interstate 90 in northeast Wyoming in the 1970s, the engineers came across an unusual sinkhole that appeared to hold some unusual animal bones. They contacted University of Wyoming anthropologist George Frizen and some others who investigated the area. They discovered one of the world's most significant buffalo kill sites. It's known today as the Vore Buffalo Jump. Anthropologist Chuck Rear has led excavations at that site for more than 30 years. He says the Black Hills of Wyoming provided excellent hunting grounds for five tribes that hunted there for roughly 300 years. Given the geology there, there's outcrops on either side, uh, but it's kind of a broad, open valley. It gets thicker and thinner around the Black Hills, but it goes entirely around that domal uplift. And in this northern part, it was kind of wide and lots of little streams, well watered. And also, it's short grass plains like the surrounding plains up there, but it also was just a little higher and a little more constrained and so it had a bit higher rainfall. So what it was was a little enclave of short grass plains but better than usual. Better grass, better water, better shelter. And the buffalo may have moved in and out seasonally but boy this was ideal buffalo country and they knew it and they used it. Oh they used it all right. Anthropologist Chuck Rear says the Vore Buffalo Jump site contains butchered remnants of as many as 10,000 bison, as well as thousands of chipped stone arrow points, knives, and other tools. Buffalo jumps, as they're called, are sometimes uh, well-known. There's hundreds of them on the plains, uh, but often there's some kind of misconceptions about how they gathered the buffalo and waved buffalo robes and they jumped over a cliff. No, wherever they did this, this took months of scouting out and weeks of planning and weeks of work, and they had to gather the buffalo. They don't all get in a few hundred in a herd. They're scattered out grazing and so forth. So they would gather them for some miles, but not stampeding them. The buffalo getting nervous, and they're letting themselves be smelled, and they're getting them closer and closer. And then they only stampede them the last few hundred yards, perhaps. And then they don't jump off a cliff. The buffalo are incredibly agile. If you have 10 buffalo, they're going to turn around and wheel around and come back and run over you. But if you have 100, the front ones put on the brakes and the back ones push and shove and all the dust confusion and sometimes even follow the front ones over as they get pushed over. So you need the right topography and you need the right understanding of bison behavior. But buffalo jumps were, well, they were a dangerous business. People were killed doing that. So... 
he had this ideal buffalo country, and then uh, and it's kind of a cliff in the round, so they could run them over the cliff, and they would tumble down the sides and break legs and bellow and die and get wounded, and then they would come in on top and finish them off with arrows. Only about 10% of the Vore buffalo jump has been excavated, so there is a potential for decades of scientific research there. Stop by if you get a chance. There's a visitor center located right off I-90 between Sundance and Spearfish, South Dakota. It's open during the summer. Over the years, many world-class acts have performed in the University of Wyoming's Cultural Program Series. We're talking about the Emerson String Quartet, Bobby McFerrin, Winton Marsalis, Bella Fleck, the Martha Graham Dance Company, and dozens of others. What attracts such renowned artists to Wyoming? Here is Cultural Program's director, Janelle Fletcher. Cultural programs at the University of Wyoming has a very long history of booking internationally and nationally distinct artists primarily upon their um, skill and their talent, not necessarily on their name. And artists know that and they appreciate that. So we've often booked artists when they were quite young before anybody really knew who were they were, who they were, and therefore they love to come back because they know that it was on the basis of their merits as a performer, not their name recognition. Another thing that we do is we do what's called block booking in the industry and we work more than a year out um, with agents and other presenters in the region to get a spot on tours when artists are headed east to west or, or vice versa um, so that we can definitely get them into Laramie before their schedules fill up because we are just a little more remote, takes a little bit more planning. And cultural programs director Janelle Fletcher suggests another reason why such prestigious artists are attracted to Wyoming. We just have a long-standing reputation in New York and Los Angeles with agents and other series because it is an industry and we do talk um, for a, a really good reputation for people liking to come here. They're well cared for. Audiences are very appreciative. We hear that often actually that um, the audiences in Laramie are much more appreciative and um, kind to artists than are the audiences even in Denver sometimes. So we're quite lucky that way. And, you know, we're lucky to be able to offer these things at a fraction of the cost that they're even offered at in Denver. Yes, it's a wonderful opportunity. In case you're wondering, next year's schedule is already locked in. It includes, among others, performances by comedian Paula Poundstone, the renowned Los Angeles Guitar Quartet, and the amazing casual marionettes. Remember when the Master of Business Administration degree was considered one of the most important tools a business person could have? Well, most business leaders say that's still true now. Tanner Parmalee coordinates the MBA program at the University of Wyoming. She says a growing number of students are choosing to pursue the degree right after obtaining their undergraduate degrees. 
One positive thing about the University of Wyoming's MBA program is the small class sizes. So coming back to get that MBA gives students the equivalent of one to two years work experience, which a lot of employers are going to look for anyways, just with opportunities that are provided through the program. Also, typically entering the job market with an MBA places students straight out of undergraduate with that graduate degree higher on the pay scale right off the bat. And also, it allows students to get a return on their investment quicker than you would without your MBA. You're investing your time, your your resources, and your money, and getting a return on that as fast as possible is what you're looking for. And Tanner Parmalee says the MBA remains a good choice for established professionals in business and other professions, too. Making the decision to return to school is a big one, and I think a common misconception is that it would be harder to return to the educational atmosphere after an extended time away. While I can't say that it's not a change of pace, I do disagree with this train of thought. Having a diverse background and professional experience provides prospective candidates with a deeper understanding of business based on the implications that can be found in the real-world application. Oftentimes, there are options for candidates that want to come back after industry experience to get a portion or all of their MBA paid for through their company. And it also provides a means for easier vertical movement throughout your current job or if you're looking to get another job. Another positive benefit of our MBA program is that we do offer a 100% online program, which is going to provide a part-time means of getting your MBA for the business professional not interested in coming back to campus, but being able to have the accessibility to the well-thought-out and integrated program otherwise. Sounds like something worth looking into. You can check it out at www.uwyo.edu mba. I'm Jim Kearns, and that's it for my time. Thanks for yours. That's it for this time. Join us again for the next edition of the University of Wyoming Today.